Hello there, this is famed actor, former Mr. The greatest celebrity Jeopardy contestant ever, Sean Connery. And I love listening to radio broadcasts, or as the kids call them, podcasts. And you're listening to a great one today, Enter the Nerd Zone, with two fine gentlemen, Peter O'Toole and Jay Leno. Take it away, boys. Wow, Pete, are you in the zone? I am in the zone. Did you hear that celebrity endorsement <laughs> we just got? Yeah, was that Mr. Scott from uh, Star Trek? That's who I thought it was originally when he came in here. I was like, beam me up. And he looked at me like he didn't know what I was talking about. That was actually <laughs> famed. That was former Mr. Scotland uh, himself, Sean Connery. Oh. Indiana Jones' dad. Think, Indiana Jones' dad, even though I think they were, what, like, only like he was only five years older than him? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, you and I are... I can't see you because of the, the millions and millions of, of letters from our contest last week to guess the episode. can't see you with all <laughs> these letters of uh, people that wrote in. Uh, well, what were some of the, uh, the people's thoughts? Uh, okay, well, uh, I, I, only, I, only real, I only really know one <laughs> because I only heard from one person. I hope you heard from more. I okay, did. We, okay. Wow. So I think that means that besides you and I, we have uh, two confirmed listeners. So That's um, exactly. <laughs> so uh, I want to give a shout out to my buddy uh, Stephen Brooklyn. Hey, Stephen Brooklyn. Uh, he incorrectly guessed that you and I are going to discuss Star Wars: A New Hope. Uh, Steve, that was a good guess, but I think you'll like the movie we are going to talk about. Uh, Pete, who did you hear from? I heard from our buddy John. Who thought it was going? John, I don't want to say his last name. No. So, but John from wherever the hell he's from, Trenton. Um, yeah. No, he's not from Trenton. He's from uh, what's that town? Um, Freehold. John from Freehold. John from Freehold. Oh, it was gonna be Empire Strikes Back. Wow, those were some great guesses. So uh, I guess it's it's time to reveal the the epic space odyssey that we are going to discuss because. You know, this week, a lot of podcasts are discussing um, The Last Jedi. And, uh, you know, I mean, we could do that, too, but I'd have to see the movie first and I haven't seen it yet. So that's kind of hard to do. <laughs> but <laughs> we're going to discuss. <laughs> I will see it. <laughs> we're going to discuss um, probably one of the greatest space epics of all time. Spaceballs. That's right. The greatest Space epic ever. Oh, blow, blows them all away. Uh, as you know, Spaceballs directed by the, the legendary Mel Brooks. Uh, so, Pete, let me ask you, are, did you just like Spaceballs or are you a Mel Brooks fan in general? No, I loved a lot of his movies, uh, but Spaceballs mm -hmm. is definitely number one. Yeah, I think Spaceballs is uh, up there for me. Uh, you know, just talking about his movies real quick. Uh, one of his movies that I like that a lot of people don't really know about was a movie called high anxiety where he kind of, he kind of, it was kind of a takeoff on like Alfred Hitchcock type films, but uh, Spaceballs is up there and it's actually, do you know how he came up with the idea for Spaceballs? George Lucas. A little bit of George, <laughs> a little bit of George Lucas. Well, uh, if you ever watched uh, history of the world part one, that is my favorite. Uh, one of my favorites by him as well. 
Well, at the end, if you remember, he sort of does like a teaser trailer for History of the World Part Two. Yes. Uh, with the with the famous Hitler on ice, and there was one uh, he did called Jews in Space, and. <laughs> When they kind of when he kind of did that, he was like, you know, hey, I ought to remember that. Uh, I think I'm going to do something with that later. And he, George Lucas, and said, pretty much, can I do a, a send up on Star Wars? You know, to which George Lucas said, mm, yeah, sure. Uh, but I think George Lucas's only sort of demand or, or request was not to do any merchandise because he didn't want Spaceballs merchandise getting confused with Star Wars merchandise, which led to one of the biggest scenes uh, later on in the movie, the, the whole merchandise scene. Right. All righty. So let's, let's dissect this movie a little bit. Uh, you know, who, who was your favorite character in Spaceballs? Oh, Dark Helmet by, by far. Oh. Rick is a much better evil character than anybody in that Star Wars series. Uh, I just he was he's funny as hell and uh, <laughs> he just played the character to the T. It was great. Yeah, I mean, considering he's what like barely five feet tall and he's got the horn rim glasses. Yeah, that's but the he, whole funny piece of it. But he was terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I I loved you know I loved Barf uh, played by the late great John Candy just because I was. I, I am a huge, and uh, he was just like he he was he was a great sidekick to Lone Star. Uh, he was, a, um, and I just I I I really can't think of any any John Candy movie that I did not like or any role that he played that I did not like. And uh, yeah, that's that's my vote. I mean, this movie had some of scene after scene after scene just. Uh, you know, a line that you you would repeat when you left the movie. Every scene had one of those lines. Oh, absolutely. Um, the whole scene where uh, they're on the desert planet and the uh, the space balls are searching for them. And I think it's like Colonel Sanders. He's like, don't you think we're taking this too literally? And he's like, they told us to comb the, to comb the sand. And that's what we're doing. And they're all out there with the giant comb. Comb the desert. Comb the desert. Well, <laughs> uh, my favorite scene, and actually, it's uh-huh. uh, it's it the scene not only not with the movie, but uh, personally wise. Um, mm-hmm. My kids watched Spaceballs when they were really young. I, uh, I was a bad parent; I let them watch it when they were younger. <laughs> and uh, the scene where they're in the ship, and he says he's surrounded by a holes. Yes. Every time my kids are watching that movie, even if I'm not in the room, I know they're watching it because they just start. Dying out laughing. I just love that he's surrounded by a-holes. Yep. That, that, that scene always reminds, reminds me of my kids. Funny to say it that way, but uh, it's we're driving to Florida, and Krista and I, my wife, mm-hmm. we're, we're just driving, and we hear the kids laughing, and Kristen looks at me, and I'm like, they're watching Spaceballs. She's like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and that scene comes on, and they're, and they're dying laughing, but... That that was definitely uh, probably my favorite scene of the movie. Yeah, uh, and speak, speaking of being a bad parent, yeah, I showed this movie, but her she was she was probably about ten or eleven years old. Uh, she had seen Men in Tights. Uh, she loved uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights, and I said, you know, if you, well, if you like that one, you're going to love this one. And uh, it's 
Uh, I think Spaceballs and A Christmas Story are the two movies that my daughter and I life with because she doesn't understand why we like them. And every time it comes on, we'll, we'll watch them from beginning to end. But her favorite scene is actually uh, the scene of Lord Helmet playing with his dolls. Yes. That's she a great just loves scene. that scene where, where she's like, you know, he, he's playing with the dolls. He's like, no, no. Oh, your helmet, it's so big. And then Colonel Sanders comes in. And he's like, what did you see? He's like, I did not see you playing with your dolls, sir. Yeah, one of those other great scenes is the scene with the, the coffee maker. Mr. Coffee, and then they're looking into the future and the past. When is the past oh, going to be yeah. now? And that, that scene, those two characters, hilarious. I, I wish I could tell you who the, the name of the, the gentleman that played Colonel Sanders. Um, very good character actor, but uh, he, he played that role as well. Very good. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I, uh, unfortunately, I can't get to uh, my source of all knowledge, Wikipedia, to look that up. But he, he definitely is a cat. And he's one of those ones, like you've seen him in everything. And you're just like, oh, yeah, Colonel Sanders, you know, just that. that yeah, he was. He, he was he was a great foil. I guess he was supposed to be uh, Admiral Tarkin in this, you know, like, yeah, to uh, to to uh, Rick Moranis's Darth Vader. I They mirror imaged each other. I mean. Darth Vader is more like Dark Helmet than the other way around. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I think after watching Spaceballs, I think, uh, you know, they, they probably had to re rewrite some stuff for Darth Vader to, uh, to make him a, a little more evil, like Dark Helmet. <clears throat> Let me, let's just be honest. Yeah. Rick Moranis or Hayden Christensen, which one you want? Oh, I'm going with Rick Moranis every time. So, I mean, because first person. First of all, Rick Moranis can act. Um, I actually, I think that just ends it right. Acting Hayden Christensen, he he, he takes up space. <laughs> <laughs> he does very much so. Now you have Bill Pullman, who plays mm. you know the Han Solo kind of character in this movie, um, Lone Star. And again, yes, one of the Bill Pullman is one of those. Character actors that you see in, you know, the alien movies, not the alien movies, I'm sorry, Independence Day. Um, but you don't realize how yeah. funny he really is. And I, it's part script, but part him as well. And him and John Kennedy going, oh, I, going back and forth with each other. Uh, again, great scenes that they put together. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, it's like, you know, again, Bull Pullman, he's one of those guys. First of all, I always get him and Bill Paxton, even though nothing alike, I always get them confused just based on yes. the name, you know? So <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, Lone Star played by Bill Paxton, and oh, boy, no. But, yeah, he, he is a great actor. And, uh, yeah, I think this movie showed just, just how funny he really is. It's like kind of a dry sense of humor. Um, and I always felt that he was a mix of, he was more Han Solo, but he had a little, a little Luke Skywalker in him. Yeah. At least he wasn't kissing his sister, though. Oh, God. Thank God for that. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, another, another great character uh, and played by Joan Rivers, the late great Joan Rivers, was Dot Matrix uh, with the Virgin yes. Alarm. <laughs> My kids asked me about that many times. Finally, now they know what that means. It was a very long story during that. During the, the oh, I'm sure. 
I'm sure it was. No, but she just just some of the lines that she had, um, and it's actually like she had a lot of scenes with John Candy, uh, and the two of them going back and forth, and it's just again you look at it there's a lot of talented people in this movie and like you wonder how much of it is is the script and how much of it is mel brooks telling them like go for it just come on you know just 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 ham up this scene do what you want to do because i i think there was a lot of that i think there was a lot of ad-libbing in this movie. you know i going to mel brooks for a second not only being yogurt but in general his Mm -hmm. he gets not downplayed, but he's so, I think he's underrated in the fact that with his directing skills, because he does a lot of comedies, I mean, you look at the, the great mm-hmm. actors, the great directors of the world, uh, John Ford, Woody Allen, you don't hear, you hear Mel Gibson, uh, Mel Gibson, oh, geez, you hear. Oh, no. <laughs> now, there's a director. Uh, <laughs> and we heard him on tape. Right, oh, yeah. boy. He doesn't like Mel Brooks. Um <laughs> But, you know, Mel Brooks is, he just puts his, his, you can see his touch on every movie. And there's a little piece in each movie from the last movie that he made, you know? Oh, absolutely. And just kind of staying with the whole thing. I watched, I think HBO, they had sort of like a, like a one night with Mel Brooks. He was, uh, I think he was at a theater out in Berkeley, California, um, it was kind of like a Q&A session, and he was discussing the fact that when he made Young Frankenstein, which another phenomenal movie, he was like, okay, who am I going to get to star in this? And he's like, well, I've had Gene Wilder star in everything, and Gene Wilder was kind of like, eh, I don't know. I've done a lot of your movies. I want to do something else. So he said that he finally convinced Gene Wilder to play Dr. Frankenstein. But Gene Wilder's whole thing was is like, okay, I'm going to do it. He goes, but you can't be in the movie. So that's why, if you remember, there's like the one scene where they're going through the castle and they open like a coffin and Mel Brooks pops out and he goes, hey, folks, it's me. And they shut the door on him like that was his one little cameo to get himself in the movie, even though Gene Wilder didn't want him there. He pulled a Stan Lee. He did. He he did pull a Stan Lee. (laughs) But unlike Stan Lee, you know, when when Mel Brooks says he created something, I believe him. (laughs) This is true. Very true. I created Spider-Man. <laughs> okay, Stan. Uh, relax. We got you. <laughs> Jack who? Never heard of him. Sorry, Stan. But you're, it's funny to make funny. Um, back, to Absolutely. The, back to Spaceballs, though. Uh, one of the other characters yes, that, that I loved, and I guess because I'm a, a foodie, is Pizza the mm-hmm. Hut. <laughs> oh, God. Just... Just made me hungry every time I now, saw that scene. But actually, the first, the first time, well, the first time I remember watching it in the theater as a kid and just cracking up. But I kind of watch it now; it, it's kind of cringeworthy a bit. All the pizza, like the the cheese and everything, dripping off them. I'm kind of like, uh, okay, come on, let's get this scene over with. Well, I think the the, the most disturbing part of that scene, or one of those scenes of Pizza the Hut, is when his his buddies eating them. Yeah, it's kind of uh, like, what's going on here. Oh, exactly. Kids, close your eyes. Oh, exactly. <laughs> um, another another great actor in in uh, in this movie and in a very small role. Like he was the um, the king of Druidia, and it was Dick Van Patten who uh, played the the king of Druidia. Who he asks Lone Star for help to rescue his daughter. Um, the Spaceballs want the heir from Druidia. 
Um, he's actually been in a lot, like in very small roles. He's been in a lot of Mel Brooks movies and he's just a lot of his scenes too. Like he, he's like a very, not a dry kind of humor, but like a very serious kind of humor. And he has that famous scene with the, uh, the combination on the airlock. Yeah. <laughs> yes. One, two, three, four. <laughs> the whole thing where, where, where he's like, okay, I'm going to give you the combination. And he's like, the first number is one. And then somebody goes one. And they're, like, they're writing it down. It's like one, 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 two, two, two. <laughs> that is the combination of mine. Yeah, Mel Brooks going, I have to change the combination on my luggage. (laughs) One one of the scenes. Oh, go ahead. (laughs) I'm just laughing. I'm picturing the scene in my head. Go ahead. (laughs) No, I was just thinking of the scene, um, you know, speaking of Sean Connery, uh, the the scene where uh, they want to beam up uh, President Screw. And that whole thing, he's like, I don't know about this whole beaming thing. And the uh, the woman on the screen who, like, I never knew who she was, if she's, like, the second in command, the vice president, like, whoever. But I just love it. She's like, you know, it's like, snotty beam me up twice uh, last night. It's wonderful. Oh, <laughs> and they beam you know, him up. I'm sorry. We forgot to tell everybody. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen Spaceballs yet, you're an idiot. Uh, anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, why do, why do we need to do the spoiler alert? If you haven't seen Spaceballs... Why are you listening to this podcast? Also, audience that's listening to us, we're not professional. So don't judge us on that. (laughs) Oh, God, if we're ever accused of being professional. (laughs) Sorry, guys. Anyway, back to Spaceballs. Uh, Speaking of the scene where he gets beamed, I love when he comes in and Uh he beam him over and his head is on the wrong way. And he's like, why am I telling my ass is so big? (laughs) I think about that every day when I'm walking around. No one oh, wants to tell me. Exactly. But, I mean, again, Mel Brooks, just the one-liner shooting. And then being able to do not only President Scrooge, but uh, also doing, um, oh, God, yogurt. I mean, yogurt. He, he, just the range of this man is unbelievable. Oh, absolutely. Um, and, and just all, all that. And, and again, that's, that's going to bring us to the big, like, I think, w- which was one of the funniest scenes was, 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 uh, with, and I'm going to try to do it justice, mo- merchandise. <laughs> the whole scene with the merchandise, which, again, when he approached George Lucas and said, hey, I want to do a send up a Star Wars, George Lucas said, mm, okay. But, you know, he said no merchandise because he didn't want it confused with his Star Wars merchandise. So Mel Brooks put this whole scene in with, this is the only reason we make this movie is for the mer- the merchandise. That's right. And, and, and as a kid, I, I wanted Spaceballs the flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's, I always want the Darth, the dark, hel- dark helmet figurine i mean yeah yeah that's the actual fi- figurine what am i talking about anyway uh yeah so yeah i think that uh they should have put stuff out and you know what george lucas makes enough money it's not a big deal he didn't put r2d2 in this movie so it's all good you know that's yeah, only exactly. redeeming character in star wars anyway is r2d2 because <laughs> he likes to curse a lot and no one can understand what he's saying Wait, so, sorry. Are, are, are you are, saying that are you saying R two D two is better than Jar Jar Banks? Second only to Jar Jar. <laughs> That's why he made all those prequels just to get Jar Jar Banks in. And he's like, 
Darn it, I forgot to put in the new hope. Let me start <laughs> over again. Ah, I can digitally add them in, no problem. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, folks, we do love Star Wars. It's just funny to make fun of them. Oh, absolutely. Anyway. <laughs> Anyhow. <laughs> Anyhow. Back to Mel Brooks. Absolutely. Um, I've, uh, so, you know, there was, the, of course, the big confrontation um, – when Spaceballs one transforms into what was it was Mega Maid, right? To to get yes. the air. <laughs> yes, exactly. You gotta go from suck to blow. From suck to she's gone from suck to blow. <laughs> <laughs> Even as a little kid watching that, I was sort of like, you know, it, it's funny because adults would laugh at it, but as a kid, I was laughing at it because like I got the joke and I felt like I felt like such an adult. Like, ooh, I know I know what they're referring to. And my parents probably oh, yeah. But I know that. <laughs> yeah, Spaceballs is funny in that regard because, you know, for our generation, it was, you know, we didn't really get it at that age. It's kind of like yeah. when you watched Bugs Bunny and those cartoons and now that you watch it, you're going, wow, that's pretty racy. Oh, you yeah. Know, you know, oh, absolutely. Mel Brooks did that in every movie, though, which was fantastic. And that scene, again, from Suck the Blow – Line after line, you could repeat all day. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's what makes his movies so great is, you know, you, you watch them as a kid, and they're funny. And then it's they're, they're really timeless. It's like you watch them again as an adult. You get more of the jokes. Um, things that you found funny as a kid are, are, like, that much funnier now that, you know, you're an adult and you know more. And that's why I think a lot of his movies – and that's really why he's a genius, in, in, in my opinion. <laughs> See, I, and again, you know, it, you want, and I, and I could sit and watch Mel Brooks movies all day long. Oh yeah. You could just see the, you know, the, the writing and the acting just seamless. I mean, look at uh, history of the world part one. It's mm. a great example. I mean, that, that movie just, again, all the lines you can just keep repeating and repeating, but you know them, you remember them. And every time you see, like you said, you think about Ooh, when I was a kid, I watched this and you can keep watching them over and over again. Yeah. And I think one of the good things is, is, you know, you, you, you look at some of like sort of like spoof movies or send up movies nowadays, they throw a lot of like very current pop culture references in them that when you watch them a few years later, some of those jokes that were funny, like in 2017, I'm not going to be funny because it's like, oh, yeah, that was big back then, but that's nothing now. Like, he, he kind of stays away from that. Just really just, again, just does jokes that are going to work over, you know, because his movies go really back to the late 60s, you know, and early 70s. Like, you watch Blazing Saddles. I mean, the jokes are still funny today. You know, yeah. there's no, like, he didn't reference anything back then where you're like, wait, what is he talking about? Yeah, it's They're just... Yeah, go ahead. This is just the issue. That he he really does deal with the social issues of the time. I mean, again, mm -hmm. going back to Blazing Saddles, that word is in it a lot. But again, Mel Brooks wasn't writing it as a racist piece, but he's writing it as, you know what? It's stupid, this word. And as you listen to it more and more, you're like, oh, I get it, you know? Yeah, Absolutely. And it's, it's actually great going back, you know, uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights at the end of Robin Hood Men in Tights when um, they make uh, Achu, who was played by Dave Chappelle, a very young Dave Chappelle. 
they make him the new sheriff in Nottingham, and everybody's like, "What?" And he's like, "Well, it worked in Blazing Saddles." <laughs> oh, it's like a black. They're like a black sheriff. He's like, "It worked in Blazing Saddles." <laughs> oh my god! I think we could have. I think we could have a separate podcast just just discussing Mel Brooks films in general. Absolutely. But again, we're here to talk about Spaceballs, the the odyssey that cr- helped create the Star Wars world. Oh, absolutely, because without it, I think nobody would even, like, they would say, oh, yeah, I kind of remember that. Like, this really spurred interest in it. This was the the catalyst that uh, propelled it to the heights that it did achieve. It, it What it did was, Jay, was to, mm-hmm. it helped George Lucas create Jar Jar Banks. Oh, absolutely. You know, that's absolutely. the key to it all. That is Spaceballs that's, in a nutshell. That's right. So... So I have to thank Mel Brooks for for the creation of Jar Jar Banks. <laughs> thanks, Mel. <laughs> George thanks him as well as he collects his dollar bills. Oh my God! <sighs> I regress. <laughs> but, yes. Uh, the big showdown between Lone Star and Dark Helmet, the uh, the Battle of the Schwartz. Uh, what was your take on that whole scene? Um, you know, again, as a go back to my. Kids watching it, just the <laughs> a lot of questions had to be answered again with that whole piece. But the the word, right. you know, the, the back and forth between Rick Moranis and Bill Pullman in that sequence is mm-hmm. funny. And I love how, like, you know, you, you know, when you watch some of those old TV shows, like the, the you could tell the stuntman's actually doing that piece. That actually adds to it, you know, when Bill Bill Pullman's. Uh, climbing the wall and jumping over and it it it, it obviously is not him right but that's that's the fun of it all is that you know that's the stuff that i liked in that movie as well well, well there was actually that whole scene where one of the like uh stormtroopers or space balls or whatever they think they actually capture them all and they have yes prince princess vespa's like uh he's like a guy like this big beefy guy like with a mustache He's a fat guy in a beard. He kind of looks like what I do now. Um, <laughs> that's, but it, but it's that's just the genius funny. of it. Exactly. The, they, they... If they want to re, if they want to remake that movie, I'm here mm-hmm. waiting. I will do that that scene. You'll be so you'll I'm, be you'll be Princess uh, Vespa's stunt double. That's right. Exactly. I'm not I'm not ashamed to wear a dress. It's all right. <laughs> oh my god! But uh, but again, and then even even during their. Ep- uh, when they're they're kind of slapping their Schwartz together, and they accidentally take out a cameraman, <laughs> <laughs> and Lord Helmet's like, uh, "He did it." <laughs> you know, and then the the whole play on, you know, I'm your father's brother's uncle's dog's cousin. What's that make me? Make me nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> and yes, folks, that's not the actual line. We're improvising. Yeah, That's right. Yeah. Jack. Again. Yeah. Re- 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 rewind five minutes when we said we're not professional. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Cut to five minutes ago. Not <laughs> professional. <laughs> um, and then even just you know, kind of uh, bring it in like more, or or more like referencing other movies uh, when they destroy uh, Spaceball One or Mega Maid and it it crashes on a planet. And it looks like the Statue of Liberty, and they come climbing out, and then you get the the Planet of the Apes. Like they they come up, and it, it you know, referencing like from the original Planet of the Apes movie when Charlton Heston sees the Statue of Liberty, 
and they're looking they're like what is like what's that coming out of her nose they're like space balls and they're like oh crap there goes the neighborhood <laughs> <That's right>. exactly <laughs> gotta love it oh man love it. oh my god you know one of the best things that we've we've missed is mm-hmm. uh the scene where they're going to ludicrous speed oh my god yes rick from uh rick rick moranis his yes just his lines in that movie you know, sir, we can't go to Ludicrous Speed. We're not ready. We're going. And he just goes, you know. Yeah. He goes, what's the matter, Sanders? Chicken? That's right. <laughs> and they're like, sir, strap in. He's like, I don't need to strap in. Strap in? I got a big helmet. That's right. And and then actually when they do that whole thing where they have uh, – <clears throat> they actually have Spaceballs the movie because they want to figure out where they are. They get to that scene. He's like, it's not here. Keep going. Keep going. Fast forward. <laughs> not here. We're here. We're there. He yeah. just went plaid. <laughs> That's right. We just went plaid. I'll tell you the, the probably the reason why I like Rick Moranis' character Darth mm-hmm. uh, Dark Helmet the best because he looks like a Pez machine, and I loved Pez when I was a kid. <laughs> and I think that's why I like that character the most. <laughs> Let's see. So you, you you like the Pez machine? You like Pizza the Hut? I'm sensing you like food. Yeah. Well, listen. That's why I want to be the fat guy in a little dress in the in the Spaceballs remake. That's right. Yeah, Mel Brooks, if you're listening, please remake Spaceballs. Uh, we'll be in it. That's right. We got Jake could be uh, Barth. Yeah, I could be same. Barth. Yeah, I'm 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 probably roughly the size of John Candy. So yeah, exactly. I'm, yeah, not, I, Cana- I'm not Canadian though, but. I, that's I can all right. fake it. <laughs> that's all right. No problem there. And I think we talked enough about John Candy and how, you know, he really does a great job with that part. I mean, he his movements, looking like a dog, eating the dog food. Oh, I God, mean, the yeah. guy is, was a genius. genius. Oh, he, abs- he, he was a genius. Uh, and again, like I said, you know, not only this movie, I can't – I really can't think of a John Candy movie that I don't like. Um Uncle Buck, um, planes, trains, automobiles, uh, you know, space balls. I mean, he just, it, it was one of those things, like, when I was younger, if there was a movie coming out and they were, like, starring John Candy, I'm like, well, I'm watching it. Like, I don't care what it's called or who's who else is in it. John Candy's in it. I'm watching it. Like, he, he just, he just, like, you know, uh, he had a direct line to my funny bone, pretty much. Like, you know, my, my first my first memory of him in a movie, mm-hmm. and I'm not old, I'm not young, but Summer Rental, I thought, was a great movie by him as well. That's with Dan Aykroyd and... Uh... No, that's The Great Outdoors. That's oh, that also a classic. Great Outdoors. Yeah, Summer Rental is, he's much younger in this movie, and uh, mm-hmm. John Larroquette's in it as well. Um, they go away, they rent the house. You don't remember this movie? I think I, the thing is, is I think I'm getting it confused with the great outdoors because they were they were kind of similar, but I think I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure I saw that one. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, we'll go back. We'll, we'll regress again. Um, <laughs> digress, not regress. Digress. Um, so not professionals, folks. Not professional folks. Sorry, don't come texting me about my uh, my skills in, of language. I'll tell you now, I don't have any. Um, <laughs> So back to Spaceballs again. Yes. You know, overall, Mel Brooks, if you rated his Spaceballs versus all his other movies, where would you put that movie at? Oh, wow. It's definitely, I, I think it's definitely in my top three, uh, along with, 
And I mean, in no particular order, I think like if I were to say like my top three Mel Brooks films, and this is really, really difficult. Um, Spaceballs, Blazing Saddles, and even though it's not one of his better known films, High Anxiety. Like I just watched that movie. Um, the set, like the whole, it's like they, it's this, it's pretty much like a send up on Alfred Hitchcock movies in general. Um, that one just cracks me up as well. Uh, but it's de- it's definitely in my top three. It's 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 a it's a classic. It How is. about yourself? How about my, yourself? I, my first is definitely History of the World, Part mm. One. One mm. A, One B with Spaceballs, uh, honestly, and then Blazing Saddles. I oh, think yeah. I, you know those three movies. As a kid, again, growing up watching them, um, just and again, I'm, I'm one of those guys that likes to shoot out funny lines from movies and whatever else. Those three movies definitely have those lines. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and just just like you know, lines that you could like shout out, just like uh, going to Blazing Saddles. Um, the whole you know badges, we don't need no stink badges, and uh, just just tons. I mean, really, all his movies. Like I said, yeah, you could pretty much quote all of his movies, and you know, if you're quoting them today, if you quote them five years from now. They're still going to be funny. Exactly. It's timeless. Timeless. It's going to be the king. You know, it those, is good. <laughs> you know, those, those lines, again, like you said, will last forever, even past our podcast. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe he should write some material for us. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we have no humor whatsoever. Well, listen, nah. if we're making each other laugh. That's all we give a crap about. That's all. That's uh, exactly. That's exactly it. So speaking of other yes. uh, fat guys and other nerd shows, just yes. a quick plug for our buddies out there at uh, The Nerd and Me. Make sure yes. you listen to them. They go, those two guys, not as funny as us, but they're much more knowledgeable. So that helps. Um, that does help, yeah. Fat guys in a little coat uh, out there as well with my – my buddy uh, Jay, John, um, and then also John Jay. just John you're, you're Jay. Working, John Jay, the famous <laughs> statesman. Wow, Pete, that's, that's amazing. Well, sometimes he thinks he's a statesman. Anyway, <laughs> oh, <laughs> and uh, well, in in this in that regard of fat guys in a little coat, I uh, would be remiss to say, twenty years ago today, we lost the great Chris Farley. I so, did not know that. Wow. The original man in the little coat. So Yes, absolutely. And Rest in real, peace. And oh wow. We we could actually do I could do as, as much as I love John Candy, I think we could also do a podcast just on Chris Farley himself. Uh and, and as soon as you mention that, I'm just thinking of the whole uh Chippendale skit sketch with him and uh Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze. Yes. Oh my God. Like as soon as you mentioned, you know, that, you know, it's the anniversary of his death. That's the first thing that popped into my mind. And just that whole scene where they're dancing and his big belly is just bouncing up and down and he, and he's owning it. Listen, us fat guys. We got to do what we got to do. No, no oh, reason yeah. to be ashamed of it. You know what I'm saying? So nah, get so it I, out I, there. Rest in peace. Yes. Uh, Chris Farley. Uh, so Jay, what else is on? What else are we going to be doing? What's uh, what's the next show? Wow. Okay. I'm putting, putting it on, on you. you uh, you're listen, putting it this, on me. No, this is this is probably our greatest show until the next show. But be ready, folks, for the next show will be something about something. Absolutely. 
And two guys that don't know each other talking about it. (laughs) Unlike Seinfeld, which was a show about nothing, our next show is going to be about something. That's right. We're something about something. Something about something. And two guys talking about it. That's right. We're going to put our heads together. It's going to make an unusual sound, but we'll still, we'll come up with something. And it will be nerd related. (laughs) We hope. We hope. Maybe, maybe I will. Maybe I'll have seen uh, the Last Jedi by then. I thought you said something nerd related. Oh, okay. No, I, uh, I can't. I can't. I can't. I love Star Wars. I've oh. seen it like twelve times, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, technical I, difficulties. <laughs> I hate these technical difficulties. So, Jay, I will say goodbye till the next time for our next Until great the, show. Till the that's next right. time. Until the next time, same bat time, same bat channel. Batman, don't sue us. All right, (laughs) (laughs) bye, Pete. Bye. Bye.